I was on the verge of trying to give up. I was like, I'm done. This is done. It's not working anymore. And um, I was going to focus on my major. I was going to focus on sales and I was going to start my, I wanted, I wanted to start my own marketing business. That was what I wanted to do. And, um, and I don't know what clicked for me. I mean, I think it may have been the 1k shots thing for sure, but something drove me right back into going and producing really hard again. on this is called classic interview number 39 i'm here with Ryder johnson what's and up everybody fucking um before we start this interview because i'm just starting to remember to do this you can all follow us on instagram if you don't already KULT classic official hit the subscribe button um if you're watching this on youtube this podcast is also going to be available on spotify and apple Podcasts and wherever else you can find podcasts and if you're already listening to it on there you can go watch this on youtube um yeah man so shit i didn't even like realize till recently that you were in internet money now yeah i signed in may i signed in may i've been i've been friends with them for a while but i signed in may is when everything kind of officially happened because yeah, i started following you after the first city morgue album is, mm-hmm. when, I, is when i really got on you and you yeah. weren't with that was that, that was my first that was my first big album so was that like was that like your first like can you say the first big album? Was that like your first kind of like would you consider like major placement as a producer? Um, no, my my first major one was this. It was So Smula, and then this uh, that the it was a it was a single with him and this big ass German artist named um, uh, Bones MC, and he's like he's massive over there in Germany, and that was my first like major placement. But that didn't really do much for me because like it it just didn't do anything for me like. I mean, it, it was what it was, and it did what it did, but the album is what did stuff for me. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess in a way, yeah, the album was probably the probably the first big thing. So, I, I read, um, I either read somewhere, through my research on you, found out you were born and raised in Arkansas, stuff like yeah. that. Um, you still live over there? I do. I still live over there. Um, I just travel back and forth from here to L.A. I'm just staying right here so I can stack my money up for a few more few more probably like a year or so is kind of my plan yeah and, uh i mean I, it's all right i mean it's it's not bad there's nothing going on but like i get to save money i get to plan ahead and then if i want to go to la i could go to la you know what i mean i'm not like bound to stay in la you know what i'm saying like because sometimes I, can, I can't handle la sometimes i gotta come home i'm like damn man right. i miss the south i miss the food in the yeah. south everything's different here and then i go over there and it's just like i don't know it was a, it was like a it was a shock the first time I went, for sure. I was not used to it. Like, I've been to New York before, multiple times, but going to L.A. is like, I don't know. That was that was different. That was different. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> L.A. Like, What's going is on? wild. L.A. is it's wild. It's crazy. Fucking, um, what was it like growing up over there? Like, you said there's not really a lot going on, so, like, mm-hmm. you know, what were you guys getting into, really? Uh, so, I grew up in a really small town. It's got, like, 4,000 people that live there. And uh, I think I, I don't even know how much I graduated. I don't even want to try to take a guess on that. But um, literally, bro, anybody from the South will tell you this from a small town, like anybody in the Alabama, Georgia, all that area, they'll tell you the same thing. All you got is back roads, Walmart, and beer. That's it. That's it. And, and so, like, Walmart, let me get a little bit more into that because that doesn't make that much sense. But it's like we'll go to the parking lot 
in Walmart and just hang out. That's it. Just big, <laughs> that, that big was parking like, lot. That's it. That was what the weekends were like? Yeah, pretty much. Or you go to a Shit. bonfire or it'd be like a house party. But it's usually bonfires. Like, like especially like in, in the seasons we're in right now, it's all bonfires. So Damn. Bonfires are lit, though. I'm not gonna yeah, they're all right. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> that's, really, that's really all we would do. And, and um, I wouldn't say it's wild over here, but, like, it's like it gets crazy sometimes, like so, you know, small towns because you can't. There's nothing to do, so you make you make shit to do. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's us just getting into trouble and shit. Fucking what were you what were you guys listening to at that time? Like music wise, were you were you producing? Like yeah. when you so started? I started I started producing um in my like at the end of my tenth grade year, started my eleventh. So I was listening to um. I was really tapped in to like when Young Lean first came out, like all the sad boy era, like that's kind of like what I, and that's kind of weird coming from where I was coming from. Like nobody really understood what I was doing. I was wearing the full track suits. I still do it to this day, full track suit, you know, zipped up all the way to the neck. And, uh, <laughs> and if all black wearing some crazy shoe and, and I was listening to a lot of Young Lean, a lot of, a lot of um, Brick Squad, a lot of, a lot of like southern rap is kind of like the stuff I listen to. So Gucci Mane was is big over here. Um, Chief Keef, when Chief Keef was first coming out, that that whole drill movement. That's what I was listening to a lot. That was really what I was listening to. Like my first YouTube video is a um, it says Fredo Santana slash drill type beat, and that was 2015, 2014, 15. And so I was listening to that shit heavy. Other than that. Um, that was really, that's really all I was listening to is like that type of stuff for sure. Like a lot of, I listen to Black Cray, but not, not as much anymore, but that's what I started out listening to. That's kind of like what made me want to produce and like MF Doom, Jay Dilla, all those guys, like I was listening to everything. And then finally I kind of, it took a few years, but I kind of found a, a, a lane I wanted to go into, you know, I tried everything. I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you said you were listening to like Jay Dilla, MF Doom, all that. And then you got into Chief Keef and all that I got, kind of I got the drill Chief stuff Keith after. First. first, I got the Chief Keef first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my like, my brother, was... my brother, my brother showed it to him. Showed me him. He showed me. Uh, I, I forgot what song it was, but I I listened to back. It was back from the dead. It was back from the dead. Is that whole tape? He showed it to me, and I was like, damn, that shit's fire. And then I dove into it because that's just how I am. Like, if, if I like this art, I'm about to dive into it. Figure out every song they've made. I'm like a nerd about music. And so I listened to, I was listening to his shit. Um, he's got a mixtape called like the Moolah, the Moolah Train or something like that. And uh, I listened to that. I listened to the Bang mixtape. And then, but Back From The Dead's my most favorite. Back From The Dead's my most favorite. Yeah, that's a classic. That shit's so fun. That's definitely a classic. And so I was listening to that. Uh, and then I got introduced to uh, MF Doom because I was really big. See, my music, it goes everywhere. I was really big into uh, Odd Future as well. I, the first song I ever heard was Radical by Tyler. And it was, uh, I was playing Battlefield Back Company 2. And so that was 2014. And I, it was Radical. And it was on the, I don't know, but everything he was saying, I was just like, damn, what, this is crazy. And so I was listening to that too. So like, I was listening to all these different things. And I guess like my early influences, like that all led to going into listening to MF Doom because I was listening to what Tyler, the creator was saying so much. And then I listened to the, the tape, um, mm food or whatever it's called. Yeah. And I listened to that, fell in love with that style, tried to make it, wasn't good at it. 
at all. Wasn't good. I bought an NPC and everything. Like I, with the last dollar I had, I bought an NPC, and um, it was a, it was a little, it was the, it was a little bitty one. It was just a pad, and I had MF Doom stickers all over. It got stolen from me. Sadly, I wish I still had it. Damn. But it had MF Doom. I have a photo of it somewhere, but it was crazy. That, so I don't know. I don't know. My my influence, my early influences are just like everywhere, and I guess that kind of goes into where, um, I'm able to make a lot of genres now I, I believe i believe that that's what i count it to so like would you would you say that pushed you into producing like drill music and that kind of oh yeah drill all that, music definitely for sure. so there's like there's a moment where you're like you know what i mean you're not making beats and then all of a sudden you are so yeah. what happened between there to push you into that like was it more than you just heard the music because you said you were a music nerd so obviously getting into mf doom and all that yeah you you probably I'm tell me if I'm wrong, got into it and then since you're such a nerd, wanted to go back and find out what came before, what influenced it and stuff like that. I'm so, assuming uh, you looked into the producers and stuff like that. Yeah, too. yeah. That's what that's what it was. I was I was looking at like Young Chop, I was looking at TM eighty eight and Southside, the, all those guys. And um the first the first thing I can honestly remember right now is the, the time that I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up FL Studio because I, I have a copy of FL Studio 10 on my old laptop. Yeah. Because that, that was the only one I knew how to get. And it was... Um, it's a crack. I watched... Yeah, a crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the only one I knew I'd how ask. to get. <laughs> and, and it was uh, Skrillex. Skrillex is what got me into wanting to make that. I wanted to make uh, dubstep. I didn't want to I didn't want to do trap beats. I wanted to make dubstep. And... um Skrillex was the first thing that made me want to go get because I watched a tutorial on how to make how to make I looked up like how to make stuff like Skrillex I think this is what I first looked up and then a tutorial came up and it showed FL Studio and I was like what the fuck is that and then and then I I got it and yeah that's, that's what happened I, I didn't I didn't actually end up using it until because uh, I gave up I gave up really early like I tried oh, and I was like, no, nah, this ain't it. I was like, I'm not, there's no way I can do this. I have no musical. I was playing snare drum and band, but that was it. I played for like two years and then I quit that shit too. But um, it was like my 11th grade years when I watched a busy works beats tutorial and it finally clicked. It finally clicked. I was like, oh, okay. I get Damn. what I was doing wrong now. I get what I was doing wrong. I'm sure everybody knows who that is too. Oh yeah, shout out Busy Work Beats. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. That's the goat. That dude has helped so many people get started. Oh yeah, I've watched plenty of his tutorials, bro. They're like, like they're they're helpful to the his full extent. Like he doesn't have to do much more than what he does. He gives you the exact basics of what you need to do, and then that it's, I think at that point it's on your own self to figure out how to make this way more creative than it is. Yeah, no, most definitely, most definitely. So. So Skrillex is what like really got you into making yeah. beats. So damn, I was kind of wrong then. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I thought it's, I had it right. Oh, I had to guess though. You know what I mean? It's everywhere, bro. <laughs> My, like I try to, I try to pin it, pinpoint it to one thing. Like what really got me into doing it, and it's just Skrillex. And then I also count it to like when I'm riding, when I was riding around with my friends and stuff, we'd be listening to like Waka Flocka, and um, there was a mixtape by Waka. It was when he dissed Gucci Mane. I for, I forgot what it, I forgot what it's called, but he has a, he has a song called Ice Cream Cone, and I was like I was like that is the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life, and and then I, that's what I think what made me spiral into trap beats that mixtape right there. 
So it's everywhere, dude. I, like I said, I can't really pinpoint yeah. it, but in that somewhere in that area in my life is where I decided. Damn, that's one thing that I'm really starting to notice with like this generation, um, my generation, your generation. I'm assuming I'm a few years older than you, but um, we're kind of influenced by everything. Yeah, like for sure. for sure. When you ask anybody in our age group, our age range, what their influences are, it's not like because you ask like what you what your parents like listen to like it's usually just like one genre and i kind of yeah. they say well, like this genre I like rock and then like a little bit of this you know what i mean yeah, yeah exactly well, if you ask anybody like our age group bro you're gonna get everything yeah and that's why like it's becoming so hard to like define like what a genre is at this point because it's, it's, it's like, influences from everything same with travis literally. scott that dude was making music with with young link party next door all those like experimental artists in their early careers and, and now his shit is just like so like it's so well defined but it, you can definitely if you if you're like a music guy if you're a music whatever and you listen to it you can tell that he's taking influences from other shit you know oh most definitely that's i think i think it's nuts oh I think it's crazy absolutely and you look at like someone like like little peep's example like again listen to everything yeah and basically not saying he created the genre helped push forward like a new a new genre in music. Um, so when did you start seeing success in all this? So we go back, you know, you're growing up in this small town. You start making beats in 10th grade. There's nothing really much to do. So you're just making beats, getting into some trouble and stuff like that. <laughs> when did you start really seeing success with everything? Okay. I, could, I could literally, I could, if I pulled up my email, I could go back to the exact day. Um, so, so, okay, so I didn't know how to find artists because th this is when feel like i'm an old man but when i'm talking about this so like this is when the email list was really popular there'd be somebody on twitter i'm selling an email list 20 dollars, come get it so i finally bought one i bought an email list and um and it didn't work like none of it worked <laughs> and Damn. and so it was all it was all like they were all full every one of them so i was like okay i don't know what to do i don't know how to get my beats out to these artists um I, I listened to Reddit. That was my worst mistake I ever made. Reddit, you know, talking about some Reddit, Reddit's that, that's, that's completely different. But anyway, <laughs> that shit fucked me up. Just know that. Yeah. But I was trying to work with local talent. Cause I listened to what Metro Boomin was saying. Metro was like, work with what will get popping in your, your city first. But I'm like, there's no music scene in my city. So I can't get popping here. And then I get on elevator, the, the blog and I'm on their YouTube channel. And I found this artist named uh, Freshy. And Freshy has a song called Too Much. And it's produced by 808 Mafia. And it only had 11,000 views. So what I would do is I'll go on Elevator. And I would do, um, on the YouTube relevancy thing, I'll click uh, the, the newest upload. Newest or whatever. And I would find the newest people under 10,000 views. Because if they had under 10,000 views, my likelihood of them responding to me is way more than somebody over 10,000. Yeah. And so I, I DM'd, uh, I emailed Freshy. I got his email off of uh, his Twitter. And he had under, he had like 8,000 views. And I'm like, this dude's getting beats from 808 Mafia. This is exactly the lane I want to go in. So I sent him like five beats. And I was in school. I was in school. I was actually going to uh, detention. I was in trouble. And I was walking down the hallway and I get this email from him and it said, Hey, can I use these beats? And I was like, yeah, I sent them to you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can use them. And then he sent me back a song like 15 minutes later. So I was like, I was in the class. I was like, can I go to the bathroom real quick? 
So I go to the bathroom. Freshie sent me back that song called Yeah, Yeah. That was my first big song now, like in the range that I'm talking about. The first, my idea of the first thing, success. My yeah. first big success was um, definitely the As Good As Dead album, for sure. That was my first one. And that, that's a whole different story in itself right there. I got, I got fired from my job, was on my last four months of money, and then I got the As Good As Dead. And it came out when number one a week later. And I was like, oh, it's over with. I was like, that was, that was my first big thing of success. Yeah, so I, I, hit, I hit the bottom, the, probably the pinnacle of failure. I was done. I was like, yeah, this is no it. Money, I'm, going, just I'm going back to school. This is it. I'm going back to school. I got a new job. And then I went number one a week later. And, and yeah, it's been a fucking ride since. <laughs> but that, those, were my, those were my first, first two remembrances of success, for sure. How did you end up getting those beats placed? How did you what? end up getting beats to Zilla and Sos? Okay, so I was in a Twitter group chat, and um, there's, a, there's a producer named 61st Street, and I had just gotten introduced to City Morgue's music. I listened to uh, – now, let me, let me just disclaim this. My dad is crazy, like, loves heavy metal, loves rock. The first concert I ever went to was Motley Crue, so I've always had a uh, love for, like, heavy metal. I love Screamo. I was listening to Suicide Silent, all that. And yeah. um, Slipknot's one of my favorite bands of all time. And so I'm listening to 30, I think it was um, 33, 33rd Black Glass or whatever, their most popular, like the, the video that like the dude's like shooting up in it. And uh, I listened to it and I was like, damn, this shit's hard. They're screaming. Like, this is awesome. I was a big fan of X. So like, it just was like in that area when X was just coming up. Because Elevator posted X's uh, first look at me. They posted look at me. So I was like introduced to X because of that too. And, um, and then I listened to that. And so I started making beats like that. And that was like a, like kind of copying their producer Thrax a little bit. Yeah. And, 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 and then finally I realized I need to quit doing that. But fucking 61st Street, I was talking in a group chat and I was like, hey guys, listen to this beat I made. I really want to get the city morgue. And he's like, hey bro, I got Sos Miller's number. And I'm like, what? I was like, you got Sos Miller's number, bro? And then, I mean, you're, bro. If you knew 61st Street, you would understand what I'm talking about. Like, why does this dude have Sos Villa's number? <laughs> and I all love the 61st. But I was so caught off guard from it. So we DM and we're like, hey, bro. I was like, dude, you really got his number? He's like, yeah, he showed me text with this motherfucker. Getting songs, none came out. And so I was like, damn. So I was like, bro, let's, let's collab. Let's, you know, let's get some work going. And so we get like two beats and one of them happened to be 1K Shots. It's literally, I made it's a one sound melody and it's two notes it just that's it and he did the drums on it and sent it to sos and then a week later sos is recording on on a story and i'm like what the fuck you know i'm like this is crazy it honestly after that i didn't i couldn't get in contact with this dude and then finally their project manager uh soshi from hikari ultra dms me and she or emails me and she's like hey we're gonna release this song you know let's talk about let's let's talk about it and so we talk about it me being a psychopath i bought a plane ticket to uh to new york with the money they paid me or no 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 no, no my bad my bad with the money that they were gonna pay me so i had a little money on me because i was working this job and i knew i was going to be reimbursed by the money they're about to give me so i bought a plane ticket it was a, a week or something like a week and a half to new york i go over there with a group of people i had now listen this this is where it gets really crazy i had um 
John Luther, Ty Fontaine, False Cut, uh, ZT, I think it was there. This producer named ZT from New York. Um, one of John Luther's friends, and this is before anything, you know what I'm talking? I was working with Ty Fontaine yeah. pretty heavily at this time too. Like we had like a whole mixtape together. And then I go out there and I, I DM Sochi. I'm like, hey, can you get me in contact with Sos? And she's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. The day I'm leaving New York, I'm talking, I'm in the airport, almost there. Sos DMs me and goes, hey, bro, where are you at? And I was like, you got to be fucking shitty. <laughs> You're me, about to fly back. I was like, you got to be shitty. Me. So <laughs> he's like, he's like, I was like, bro, I'm literally going to the airport right now to leave. And he's like, he's like, no, bro. He's like, we, we could have linked up. I'm like, yeah, we could have. I've been DMing you all week. I was like, what's up? And then anyway, all jokes aside, but he, uh, we connected off of that. And I was like, I told Sos, I was like, bro, let me send you more beats. I, I, I try to take, I always believe like if, the, if there's a door opening, just kick that motherfucker, kick it open and keep trying. I try to take advantage of every situation I'm in. And so I, I told him, I'm like, let's keep working. Let's do that. Let's do this. And he's like, yeah, for sure. He gives me his beat email. On the other half of this world right now, we got Young Germ and fucking wherever the fuck he lives. I forgot where he lives. And Zilla had posted on a story. Now, this is literally happening at the same time. This is how the, this is. It's, it's amazing. Zilla goes, I need beats sent to this email. And um, so Germ sends these beats. And then Zilla starts fucking with Germ. Like, they start getting songs, they start talking, Zilla follows them, and I'm like, damn, who's it? Me and Germ just so happened to be in an Instagram group chat together. That was just memes. It was just oh, so you guys sitting. were already connected on some well, other not, shit. We didn't even know each other. Like, we had, I had no idea who he was. And then one of our um, friends, Mac I, don't, I don't know how to say his new name, but he went under Crooks. His name was Crooks. And uh, Makai Rain. That's, his name's Makai Rain. And he was like, hey, you two should make beats together. So we start cooking up and we start working for him and we start getting some uh, uh, songs with him. And then Jerm was like, Hey, Zilla has got on my stuff. I'm like, no shit. Sosa's got on mine. And he's like, yeah, let's make some for them. So we started making shit for them. The first beats never hit. And then we quit working for a few months. Cause we're like, okay, it's not working. This is, we're just not, this is not going to work. And then they, they pretty much got us together we got a song and, and then I was like, bro, let's keep making beats. So we keep making beats and we probably took two, three months, stayed up till five every night making beats for volume two. And then we go back out to New York again. And it's just me and Jerm, uh, one of our friends, Jetski. Um, we have a dude named Forever. Uh, Ty Fontaine's there again. And I think that was it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Deliver the Crush. A lot of the Surf Gang producers were there too. And then we go hang out with Zilla and Sos for like, eight hours that day and we go to a studio session and we just just, we just hung music. out we just hung out we did we booked a studio session his label their label did book the studio session we were just sitting there we're drinking fucking alcohol we're talking to everybody we're just having fun we're talking about mma overwatch we're talking about fucking fucking everything bro and so that just built a relationship like we all became friends after that and then after we leave i talked to so literally every day i talk to zilla sometimes like we just dm back and forth sometimes i just fuck with them and that's really how it came about and now we're they're like main producers me and germ so it just it just takes a little bit of networking and a little bit of um little bit of personality too because you can't especially with those guys like 
they're funny as fuck, dude. Like the every time we're together, it's just like we're cracking up. We're yeah, people undermine people undermine personal relationships. Really? How important that energy is. Yeah, and just being normal. Just being, being fucking normal. just genuine. Literally. Dude, people just can't be fucking genuine, dude. It's hard like, sometimes though. Like I had to I had to give people the benefit of the doubt because like when you're meeting an artist that you really look up to and you really enjoy, you really love their music, you've been listening to them and now you're meeting them, it's a way different feeling, but I can vouch for everything. It goes away eventually. Like you start realizing everybody's normal, you know. Everybody's just a person. It's just a person. Like superstardom doesn't really kind of celebrity's yeah. like a weird thing when you kind of really is. When you see it from like cuz before when you you know you kind of starstruck, you've seen it from the outside, but when you yeah. kind of get and you get to know people that kind of have that that status, you're like, "Okay, everybody's just a normal person, bro." Yeah. And literally like, imagine going from 4,000 people to hanging out with people who are getting views 15 times your population. Yeah. You know? So like, it just, it just mind fuck, honestly, but you eventually get over it. You for sure get over that. So how long did this take? Like you said, like 10th grade, you started producing. And then how long from that 10th grade when you started producing to when you got that first, you know, taste of success, like you said. Okay. So, and then, sorry, so, <laughs> So I, I I tried to quit. I tried to quit my did, uh, yeah. my freshman um, and sophomore year of college, which was just two years ago. And so I tried quitting. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this shit, dude. I was like, this is not working. My I wasn't. I think my biggest placement besides the um, well, this was before the one K shot stuff came out. But it was like I was. I maybe had like ten thousand, twenty thousand views. That was it. I was on the verge of trying to give up. I was like, I'm done. This is done. It's not working anymore. And um, I was going to focus on my major. I was going to focus on sales. And I was going to start my, I wanted, I wanted to start my own marketing business. That was what I wanted to do. And, um, and I don't know what clicked for me. I mean, I think it may have been the 1K shots thing for sure. But something drove me right back into going and producing really hard again. And um, <clears throat> I probably need to give a lot of credit to 61st, really. But it took, it took at least um, a solid answer. It'd be like two years two years for sure to find that first success. Um, but I had been producing for probably, I've been producing for like five. It took about in that five years, like I said, so it'd be like two, three years is the first time it took that. That's probably how long it took. And then from how long after that, did you start getting connected with city morgue? Uh, a few months, definitely after the, after the, it, it was like, I, it was in May is when the song came out. So it took May. It was May 2019. May of 2019. So I guess I guess a year after that is how long it took. So it was a, a long grind. And a lot yeah. of people tend to underestimate how the, long it can take. The first time I was ever like, I was like, whoa, hold on. Was um, January, January 1st, 2019 at 2 a.m. Smoke Perp DMs me. And that's what, re okay, hold on. I got backtrack a little bit. That's what really got it going. Now that, that was the, the reason why I went to New York the, on top of the city morgue stuff was because smoke perp DM me. It didn't go anywhere for two months. He's like, Hey, send me some beats. I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? I tweeted this motherfucker. I tweeted a snippet at him and, and he's like, damn, shit's hard. Send it to me. So I sent it to him. He gave me his contact and then 300 entertainment young thugs label is it becomes really interested in me. They're like, Hey, what's going on? You know, what's this, what's this little screenshot you post? Cause nothing happened with the smoke perp thing. So I, I screenshotted it. Me being the, the fucking marketing genius. I am screenshot it. Just kidding. <laughs> screenshot it and um, post it. 
I posted this the screenshot and then it blew up. My Twitter fucking explodes. Everybody's like, whoa, you could smoke perp was like really popular at the time. And um, and then 300 entertainment's like, come to New York, we'll get you sessions. So they gave me a, their whole studio for like three days. And I got to just run sessions out of there. Not really sure what happened at all. I don't really know where any of the music that happened went through there, but yeah. Yeah, that that's really that week. That was like that, and then the city morgue shit is what, in my opinion, took me off for sure, for sure. Damn. So that was probably what like four to five years of just straight grinding before you actually saw yeah. something happen. Twenty fifteen. What were you doing? Were you were you make how many were you making a bunch of beats every day? Were you working every day? Were you just trying to network? I worked, I worked a, a pretty much full-time job. I was full-time student and I'd come home. I had a girlfriend as well. So put all that into consideration. You're talking the, however I had time to do it. I don't know, but I, I made time to do it. I'd stay up all night, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., be done, wake up, be late to work, go do the same thing, bring my laptop to work. When I was done it, doing my work, I'd make beats. You guys, my coworkers, I got in trouble for it because I'd bring my laptop. I had to quit bringing my laptop to work so I couldn't do that anymore. Um, I get off at work at five, go home, still, still had went to school in the morning. I, 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 at 12, eight to 12, I go to school, 12 to five, I would go to work. And then some days when I didn't have classes, I would do a full job, full, full day. And then I'll go home, make beats. Um, then I'd do something with, with my ex and then, and then I'd fucking, then I'd fucking, uh, cook back up again. I go home, cook up again. So I tried to, I tried to, I was probably making like three beats a day not that much compared to what i do now i can bump out like 10 10 in a day damn. yeah usually because because the internet money shit dude they they teach you <laughs> they teach you how to do it did you, sure. what what kept you motivated like because a lot of people i feel like they just can't keep that motivation to you know keep up all to take on everything you were taking on yeah and stay motivated to at the end of the day go home and make beats rather than just go home and jump on the game or something oh yeah I think, I think like, especially seeing a lot of people I started with, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but like they started like, you could tell everybody's losing motivation that I started with. Cause like there, there was like a whole group that I started with, you know, you're talking about like Kalari's in that group. Uh, Grenade is in that group. Like I'm talking about the, the, these guys are doing well now. And um, Grenade was in that group. Fucking sad, sad ball. Maine was in that group of like when we literally all started at the same time, pretty much. And a lot of the guys, other than those, you know, I, I don't want to just not name anybody, but that's just an example. But a lot of those guys, like a lot of my mutuals and shit, like they just kind of quit producing. They just quit, you know, going for the gold, like, like how we are. And a lot of people just kept sticking with it. I don't know. I can't really pinpoint what just kept me motivated other than the fact that I just wanted it so, so, so badly that there there was nothing that could stop me and and i think i think like you know looking back at it just the fact that i had friends that were getting these huge songs and my friends are just catapulting past me but see i'm not someone to ask for handouts so i'm like okay i want to be where they are except i want to be further and so i never asked for anything i never asked for anything and i just kept going and kept going and kept going and and thankfully fucking just by the grace and me networking so much you know like with the ty fontaine shit uh, i met jonathan our a r at internet money i met him three four years ago he did my first interview ever 
Like you can look this shit up on YouTube. He did my first, I went to this, I drove to this motherfucker's house, dude, in Florida, 16 hours, drove to his house God to do this for interview, an interview, for an interview, for an interview. I drive to, I drive to his house and he's putting me on the top content. He's putting me on all these artists and me and him just both believed in each other, dude. And, and it just, I don't know, bro. I think I just maybe had the right people around me, you know? And, and honestly, like there was only a few people around me, but I think, I, I don't really know. I guess there's just the fact that I wanted to do something so different. I've always been like that when I was a kid. The first dream I ever had was I wanted to be an actor. The second one was I wanted to be a voice actor. And then the third one is uh, um, music. So it's like, I've always wanted to do something way bigger than where I'm from. You know what I mean? I wanted to like defy the odds a little bit. And, and uh, I, think, I, think I've, I think I'm doing that pretty well right now. So the, the city market shit happens, the YSL shit happens. Yeah. What, when do you get connected with internet money? So, so Ty Fontaine, we're, we're working pretty hard. This keeps all going back to Ty and Jonathan. Um, Ty, we make this song called Celine on the second New York trip. We make it in this studio called uh, uh, Off Record Studios. Shout out to Matt. But we're making this, we're making this uh, song called Celine, and it's a dancehall song. And you like, it's still on YouTube. Ty's deleted it since, but it's still on YouTube. Side piece or DT from Internet Money is doing a uh, Internet Money listens to your music live stream, and so Ty goes in there, pays five dollars to listen to Celine for DT to listen to Celine. He listens to it, and DT's like, he's like, I've used this loop before. I got it off a of Looper man. I got the is a dancehall loop, and I made it on the spot at the studio, and um. And he's like, I, I love this song. He's like, this song is a hit. And, and DT is like, okay. So he shows Taz Ty. And I don't really know what happens in that area because I wasn't in the know for it. But Ty made a promise to me. He's like, if I'm getting signed, you're getting signed. Well, that didn't go as we planned. <laughs> That's not exactly what happened. But uh, so they, know, they knew who I was at that point. Like they kind of had, or side piece did at least, DT. And he sent me loops. He sent me a loop pack because me and Ty went to Atlanta a month after. We went to Atlanta a month after. And I was like, hey, at the end, I'm like, hey, bro, I'm with Ty right now. Let's get some work in. And this is just networking. It just comes back to network. I'm like, because you know who I am. You know who Ty is. We both fuck with you. Let's do this. They're looking at Ty to sign. Haven't really made the decision yet. So we're in Atlanta. We're making music. Got side piece loops. I'm making shit with side piece. And now internet money notices because Ty is posting me on a story using uh, DT's loops. We get a song, none of them came out, but they get texted back to him. Taz fucks with them. And then Jonathan gets signed as an A&R at the same time. And then Jonathan is like trying to sell me to Taz as well, saying, hey, this dude's like multi-genre. He can do everything. This you got a lot of people in your corner. Well, I just tied Jonathan. That was it. That was it. That's the only of, well, people vouching for me. Two key but, people in your corner. Yeah, those are the two keys. And, um, they're vouching for me. It doesn't work out. It takes a whole, now Taz will disagree. Taz disagree with this story, but we'll go, I'll go back and forth. It takes about a whole year later, about a whole year. And uh, uh, fucking, I'm, I'm doing the shit with City Morgue. I thought that was, you know, that I was like, this is okay. I'm, this is cool. I'm still working hard. Taz isn't, isn't interested in me right now. No big deal. I'm just gonna keep working. And that's something that people fail to do. Is is when 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 you get told no, people usually kind of bellow out and they're like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Whatever." I didn't honestly, bro. I didn't care that he told me no. I was like, "Okay, 
Well, you had already had something going. It wasn't like I had something you know to fall back I mean? on. A big blow. It was just no. kind of like you got your shit moving already. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing. And then he said no. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't want to sign me or whatever. And no, I was like, no hard feelings. Whatever. I get it. And um, I just wasn't ready. Is really what it comes down to. And so it takes. It takes. Uh, well, it was really about six months after that. Taz is like, I, we had the number one album with City Morgue. Jonathan posted on a story, and Taz DMs me. And he goes, join Eric Money. I said, I said, hell, I've been wanting to. I said, shit. <laughs> and um, I said, I said, okay, let's get it. That's what I said. And he goes, okay, come to LA. So I bought a plane ticket to LA, stayed there for a month, hung out with them. At the end of the trip, nothing happens. Didn't get the offer. And so I was like, okay, I guess I fucked up. Kept on moving. Kept it going. Kept it going. Go back home. You got to be able to understand that like the failure shit, you're going to have a lot more failures than wins. Most likely is what it comes down to. Like I said, I was at my lowest point and then I had success, but I didn't dwell on that success. After I got that success, I was like, okay, now what, what, what now, what do I do now? Mike. Posner, the pop, the pop artist, is on Facebook. Cool, the cooler Taz. than me guy. Cooler than me, yeah. Cooler than me. I took a pill and a beat, all that. Yeah. Amazing songwriter. Um, calls Taz, and he says, "Hey, I want aggressive beats." You know, Mike. Mike's got this really soft tone. He's like, "Hey, man, I, I, I hey Taz, you know where I get some aggressive beats, like some heavy metal?" And uh, Taz's like, "Oh yeah, I know a guy." And so I get this call, or I get this a DM from Taz, even though me and him got each other's number. He DMs me on Twitter. And says, hey, uh, call me. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I call Taz. <laughs> I call Taz. He goes, hey, I need aggressive beats. Just send me a pack. I'm like, okay, no big deal. I send him all my shit. And then I get a text. And he goes, hey, this is Taz. goes, hey, Ryder, this is Mike Posner. And I was like, what? And, and I thought he's fucking with me. And he goes, yeah, Mike just cut to one of your records. And I was like, okay. They send me the song. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just got a song with Mike Posner. Mike Posner calls me. I'm sitting there, bro, at my buddy's house where I'm in the fucking middle of nowhere. And I get this FaceTime from Mike Posner. I start shaking, bro. This is why I was really starstruck because I love Mike Posner's music, dude. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, just look at my phone. I'm like, the hell? And uh, Mike asked Taz why he hasn't signed me. Now, supposedly, I don't know, Taz. We haven't talked about this part. Taz is watching this. <laughs> but this is what I was told by Mike. Mike said that he asked Taz why he hasn't signed me yet. I get a call from Taz. Taz goes, let's do this. Let's, let's get this going. So we did it. We did it in May. I finally got it. Everything going. And uh, yeah, so, so th it's a big story and it took a while. A lot of people get it wrong when they're wanting to join. Like a lot of people want to join their money and I understand that. But like a lot of people get that sh get this shit wrong, bro. I think they asked me how I did it. And I don't really have a good, good, unless I tell that whole spill right there. I don't have a good reason to say how I did it. Cause I didn't do anything different than what I was doing. And I think, I think that's exactly what sold me. You just kept working. People, people like people just stop working after a while. Like yeah. they get discouraged. They don't, they don't have Literally, to drive dude. or the talent. Sometimes it's that too. And a lot of people don't want to just can't accept music might really not be the thing, but like beyond that, people just don't have the drive. They, yeah. you know what I mean? Sometimes they're like, damn, shit hasn't happened for me yet. You know what I mean? Or, 
I see a lot of other producers do it. Um, they just compare themselves to other producers. Compare, yeah, that, and that's that's one of the biggest mistakes you'll make because because if you're comparing yourself, that means you're 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 gonna you're gonna eventually copy the sound that you're comparing to, and now you became now you've ruined your own creativity, and that's what it really comes down to is how are you gonna sell yourself different from other people? See, I've always I've always said um, I think it was a murder beats murder beats interview, and, and he was talking about how like people don't post themselves on social media. You click on a producer's page and all it is is fucking beat snippets. All it is is fucking photos of their keyboard and shit. I've always been an advocate to say, fuck all that. Fuck all that shit, dude. I don't give a fuck about your beat snippets. I don't care. I want to see who you are. Congratulations. You got some songs on you. Congrats. But who the fuck are you? You know, the fact is, is, is you may have way more placements than me. You may have, you may have more connections, et cetera, et cetera. But if I walk into a studio compared to somebody who's just posting beat snippets and placements, nine times out of 10, people are going to know who I am based on the fact that I'm showing myself. The I'm on fucking card. Twitch face. Exactly. And, and people just don't understand that. And then, and I think that's what comes down to it. You have no personality. A lot of, so when I, when I was, when I was watching Metro Boomin's videos, Southside videos, TM88 videos, I like their beats but I like them. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. like how the, I like how they were talking. I liked what they were doing. I liked their personalities. And that's with anybody who's following some sort of social media entertainment, ven- like, av- like whatever they were trying to do in their life. You got to be able to, someone's got to be able to relate to you. And I think like me posting my face, showing I'm just a normal guy doing that. Taz posting him, everybody in their money posting their face. Like we post fit pics every fucking week. And they're, they're, we ain't posting no snippets like that. Like we'll post a snippet every now and then, but like I noticed that all we do is post fit pics and then show a snippet. Look at me first, and then now listen to the beat. You swipe that over. That marketing. That's what I'm saying. And that marketing. Off of that, bro. I'm like uh, I'm like two brand deals already. Like uh, now, like promoting them on social media. You know, here in the next next few weeks slash months. Like just because I show myself so much, you know, and it just. It's just like, it comes down to the fact that people just, you got to be able to understand that like the failure shit, you're going to have a lot more failures than wins. Most likely is what it comes down to. Like I said, I was at my lowest point and then I had success, but I didn't dwell on that success. After I got that success, I was like, okay, now what, what, what now, what do I do now? How, how can I move past this? How can I take advantage of this success and get bigger success? Same thing. When I get the bigger success, what can I do after that? So that it's just really, really comes down to, and people just like, some of these producers think slapping their fucking their name, putting like a cool little logo as their profile picture and posting a snippet every day and then putting 15 hashtags is going to do yeah, it. With some anime clip in the background. Yeah, it's not going to do it. <laughs> Over it, a VHS every, filter. Exactly. Everybody's doing that, bro. Like That's what people have to understand is everybody's doing that. So what are you going to do differently? That's that's what I ask myself. Every, I ask to this day, I ask myself, what can I do differently today? And I think you what fit well in uh with a lot of the other internet money guys because you guys like you, you talk about social media and how you show yourself all of you are very good at the social media game especially yeah. youtube youtube is the biggest social media platform yeah period that's what like I'm saying. you guys do youtube very well and i wanted to point out something that made me laugh because one of you uh i watched one of your youtube videos uh the other day it was um how to make a city morgue type beat from the actual yeah. city morgue producer and i loved how you got this this hard gritty beat cutting in and there's like the soft ukulele <laughs> the yeah yeah <laughs> i told my <laughs> i told my editor uh max uh max took this on instagram he uh fucking 
we were talking and I was like, bro, I need something that is going to be funny. I need something funny. And cause I wasn't being that funny in that video. Like it's, I'm not to that point yet where I'm going to like, I haven't just decided like where I'm going to be like, cause on my Twitch, bro, I'm a completely different person on my Twitch than my YouTube. Yeah, like my YouTube, to be I'm very on YouTube. solid cut on my Twitch. Yeah. I'm like, mother, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and, um, I was like, okay, we need something. And I said, like, let's put a ukulele track because I'm making this aggressive demon sounding fucking devil worshiping beat. I was like, Let, let's put this ukulele track behind it. And the first, I think the first comment you see on there is like, I fucking died at the ukulele track in the back or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I try, I try to keep it. I try to keep my videos, the videos I got coming, I try to keep them um, not boring because I know how watching these tutorials are, bro. Like some bro, of these people... guys doing tutorials are so monotone. So yeah, this is uh this is what we're going to do today. And uh, this is how you play the piano. Yeah, that's how they are. It's like, oh, yeah, this is great, man. I <laughs> love watching this off, fucking video. Go off on some tangent that you don't care about. You just like For get real. to the point. And there's comments. It's like, oh, the tutorial starts at like 320. Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like that. that's what I'm so, I'm so nervous about. I got my first internet, internet money uh, tutorial coming out Wednesday or Thursday. And like, it's a little, it's a little bit longer than most of the new videos, but like, I'm just like, damn, bro. I don't know if I cut in everything I needed to. It's just, it's just me overthinking. But um, no, like you got, you got to worry about that shit. And you're right. YouTube is like the biggest platform because that's really where you get your audience at. YouTube, YouTube and Twitch. I, I tell everybody, I say, get the hell on Twitch, dude. I gotta get, get on, on Twitch. Twitch, bro. Um, it's so the one of the best things I've ever done. As far as producing on Twitch, is it kind of like YouTube, or can you only live stream? Um, like, can, is this you can, can go back and watch the streams? You can go, ba you can go back and watch yeah. the streams, yeah. But you can make it to where, like, it's only like a sub only thing, like, because you don't want to just give the sauce out like that, you know? Because I, I give a lot of my sauce out on there. So I think I can, I, I'm pretty sure mine's a sub only thing. You got sub and then you can rewatch all the streams. But you, get, you can go back and uh, watch, but like the live streaming thing, bro, it's like you get to interact with people. I let people tell me what to do on some of the beats, not in, in a good way. If they're, talking 15 messages hey do this do that i was like okay get out of here but like if it's if it's just like bro you should add this that and i'm like okay yeah for sure i collab with my subs like it's more of an interaction yeah. thing you know that's that's shit that like like going back to marketing and stuff it's something that a lot of other producers aren't doing that you yeah. are doing you know what i mean yeah. like you said a lot of people like you're on live a lot i whether it's twitch or ig live i noticed your ig live a lot um like you said, you responded to comments. A lot of people like to ignore comments for some reason. But no, you, you're interacting <laughs> with people. You know what I mean? I like you're putting yourself out there. Like, you know what I mean? That's important. And, like, like it goes back to what we were saying with Instagram. A lot of producers are just, you go to their page, it's no face. It's just beats mm -hmm. with, like you said, a, a title and, and snippets and stuff yeah. like that. Like, Rio uh, from Internet Money is, in my opinion, the king of the social media producing game. Like, not to sound like a nerd that's not like the one of the nerdiest things i've ever said but he like that dude if you just like take notes of what he does on social media and like mimic it in your own way bro you'll notice like rio got has a sauce that dude's got the sauce on social media dude's posting fit pics doesn't give a fuck about these but this dude i've seen him post one of his biggest placements on his story and then post a fit pic after doesn't even say nothing about the the placement and i'm like this dude's crazy bro but that's like thinking i'm like okay People are following him because he's posting these clothes. He's posting his face. I'm like, that's why people are following him. He's a personality and at the end of the day. That's hella important. Yeah. Hella, especially the music now. It's it's like, shit. It, 
image is so important now just because of social media. It's like WWE. The first people I think <laughs> I ever followed was fucking uh, Southside, Metro Boomin, and 1,200, 1200 uh, I guess it's 12 million now. He was 1,200 back then. But 12 million, the fucking uh, the producer. And and I was so confused why he posted 12, 12 million. He posted, a, I think I'm saying that right, but he posted a um, picture of him just standing in front of a water fountain. That's the first time I ever saw a producer do that. Like just a, him just standing there, just look at look at what I'm wearing type shit, and uh and I was like, damn, this dude doesn't give a fuck. And then it finally clicked a few years later, and I was like, oh, I get it now. I get what he was doing back in 2015. You know, dude was on top of it back then. But no, like I I I truly believe like Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, those are those are my three, those are my three that I try to take full advantage of. You ever heard of Matter? I have heard of Matter. I haven't you, looked into it though. You haven't looked into it yet. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, I we just have, see it on uh, Twitter. If you guys are watching, well, obviously you guys are watching this interview. For you guys <laughs> watching this interview, we uh, it's dropped now. We have a Matter video. We went on and we reviewed the site and talked a lot about it. Um, they got some good ideas. Like, well, now I'll, I'll link that video actually in the bio or the bio of this. Aren't, aren't they paying um, more than um, Spotify? I haven't really dug into the payouts. I would assume they pay more than Spotify because Spotify pays pretty low. But the thing about oh, Spotify yeah. is they put your shit out there. Yeah. Like that's, they're that's real the, good at putting your shit out there. I got a lot of buddies that are on Matter. I just, like I said, I just don't like upload music enough to look into it. It's like, bro, it's really, really different. It's like they're kind of taking, like, I hope it works out. And we're going to have to see because like SoundCloud has had to be bailed out how many times now? Like four, you know what I mean? four that I Yeah. That I like so we'll see how they kind of stay afloat yeah but like that'd be crazy to see something else come in and take over they incorporate everything they incorporate the best of spotify the best of soundcloud uh the best of like like bro you can put your own merch store up there i see producers selling beat um sample packs um that's kind of hard artists selling features selling opens like that's there's a whole store opens yeah it's real it's real real different and it's kind of like um me and my boy keep making fun of it in the video but it's real dope it's like only fans for artists oh, yeah. <laughs> subscri- paid subscription thing that's cool though um, that's cool that, that that somebody else is trying to come in and try to do something else that I, i've been what i want to see something new i want to see a something live new stream sure. thing there's a live stream thing on there you can monetize live streams do you know um, how many viewers or how many uh users they got i don't even i don't really know but i was just looking at um a lot of the artists, I don't, it's not a huge platform. I don't know exactly how many users, but um, I know it's Tokyo's Revenge on there, and he had like five thousand followers. And I was looking at it, so I'm like, all right, it's kind of it's kind of getting up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as popularity platform, if you know he's one of the biggest artists, kind of in that genre right now, and is already getting significant following on there. Yeah, I need I need to look into that. That sounds cool. But yeah, they got bro. It's like everything live streaming, like bro they got like charts they got playlists like i'm saying it's like they kind of incorporated the best of every platform so i'm yeah. just mad interested to see how it plays out me too i'm like i said i gotta look into that because if, if i can figure something out on that that'd be hard but um shit yeah it's great like what you're doing with social media what a lot of produce other producers do with social media we talk about like fit pics and stuff because it kind of gives us as producers the chance to be just as big as the artist. Yeah. To get much, just as much recognition as the artist. 
Zaytoven's first advocate I ever heard talk about it. He's like, now he, and there was a, a noisy episode, a noisy Atlanta, I think his episode, I, I don't know which, but he was talking about how uh, the producers are getting just as much fans as the artists are now. Some producers are bigger than some artists. Some producers, yeah. some artists are looking to work with producers that are bigger than them. And some, some artists are being put on by producers. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at internet money. That's what I'm saying. Top like, Fontaine, the biggest example I've ever met. That dude, that dude, best networking I've ever seen in, in producers. He, he was networking with producers, and I think that's what gave him a start for sure. He knew. He knew from the beginning. He knew from the beginning that's what he's going to do. And so I'm like, that's, it's amazing seeing that. Yeah, hopefully people, I mean, I'm starting to notice, like, fans, because it kind of, st- when producers started to hit the internet, like, their only fans were other producers, and now they're yeah. starting to get, like, fan fans, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, people who have nothing to do with music that just, like, that like your beats, and that's so, I don't know, I like I like to see it, and I love to see producers taking advantage of social media and really put themselves out there, because that's, that's, what I'm that's saying with important. The- the city more shit bro people people like will follow us just to hear like people have texted me or dm me or whatever and they're like bro post more beat i just want to listen to them like i just like listening to them because they just like that but with the city morgue shit is a little bit more creative than a normal beat in my opinion just because it's like we do a little bit like we'll use like real strings and shit like that and yeah. so you can bro you can just listen to the shit as like a workout almost you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like yeah, no, I, I totally get that. There's like, I've, I've encountered a few just people who just listen to just our beats. Just a fan of that. For sure. That's crazy. It would make you want to put out some instrumental music? Yeah, that, that does make me, I've, I put out, I put out um, the whole volume too, every, every beat I did on it. Yeah, um, I, did the, I did see that. I did see instrumental And I put it on YouTube version. too. I put it on YouTube as well. Yeah, so. I did. I think I did actually peep that. But shit, what plugins are you using, bro? Like what are your favorite plugins to do? I'm using uh honestly I use a lot of stock shit, stock FL shit, uh like fruity flangus. Um I use RC20, of course. Um that's it. That's it. Fruity flangus, RC20, reverb, and EQ. Sometimes EQ, I don't even really fuck with that shit. Only like if I want to like EQ the highs out of shit. That's it. That's all I do. That's all I use. You do a lot of your own mixing? I'm a, I'm a big believer in just leveling. I'm not a mixer. I'm a, I'm a level guy, level guy, for sure. If you watch my shit on Twitch, you'll see me clipping it. I clip everything. Like, like all my kicks, all my, I just fucking turn that bitch up all the way. Like, Damn, that's like, city and that's what I'm saying. These <laughs> headphones, bro, these headphones, amazing, amazing when it comes to the, uh, to clipping because it just like i don't know it just gives me different energy when i'm making it. you can you can watch like my shit you can literally watch my face change when i make it go louder and i'm just like i'm like feeling it like this and then i'm just like oh shit <laughs> i'm like that shit's way harder now you know shit well um what vsts are you using too what vsts do you recommend producers get into now because some are getting so stale bro mm. some are getting so overplayed like we need something new Okay, so I fuck with a lot of one shots, like a lot of our wave supply one shots that are on our website wave supply. But I fuck with um, expand purity, you know the basics. Expand purity um, and omnisphere. That's really it. I and contact too. I use those are the main four I use. Word. That's really all I have. And then arcade sometimes, but arcade arcade shits bullshit sometimes. Like it takes a while to load and. I don't fuck with that. Just, I don't like that. Is isn't that like a monthly subscription too? Yeah, you pay ten dollars a month. I mean, ten dollars ain't bad, but I'm just like, bro, I'd rather just buy a plugin. 
type oh. type deal. So, some of mean? the some of the VSTs are letting you do uh monthly payments now on them. Word. Yeah. Until until it's like a kind of like a rent to own type deal, like yeah, pay it off. Word. Just pay it off. Shit, because a lot of those VSTs like Omni series like what fucking five hundred dollars. I think it's that's eight. What, what, I think it's eight hundred. Really? Yeah. God damn! I think I got mine for like three. I got my shit on sale. A sale. I needed that sale. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Like, and I feel like that's why a lot of producers go to uh, crack plugins. Me and my boy, uh, Father Blaze, we just did a little. Oh, yes, yeah, me and him, me and him used to collab a lot. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, we just did a little IG live interview. <laughs> we talked about how every real producer used crack plugins. Yeah, at, at one point, point, at one point, at one point, everybody used them. At one point, hell, I, I ain't got no fucking. When I first started, I ain't got no fucking five hundred dollars to spend on a plugin. No way. Nobody does, bro. No way. <laughs> Nobody no way. Does. All my shit's bought now. So, like, we're good. Yeah. But, um, For real? Yeah. Shit, man. Fuck it. Um, how do you... Because I know I noticed we, we were getting into the conversation um, about, you know, the city morgue stuff and the internet money stuff. You, you mentioned loops a few times. How do you feel about the loop game? I love it because it makes it makes shit uh, so much faster for me and i've been making my own shit like my own loops lately but um loops bro are just like 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 we have people in internet money who are just like just make loops that's it and so like that shit just speeds everything up like all the twitter producers be talking all oh, loops are killing creative bro if you're in a studio session and they need beats right then. Fucking thank God we got a fucking a thousand loops. We just go through them and then let them pick one. You know what I'm saying? Let them pick yeah. the loop. Let them pick the loop. Put some drums over it. You got a fucking hit song right there. And now everybody's winning. Now everybody wins. The loop now, maker now, wins. Now you got, you win. The artist wins. That's what I'm saying. Now you got three, four people making some money. Now you got some people getting a big song. That's how it goes, dude. Anybody who's against it is just a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who's against it, bro, just, I mean, no, you know, all power to you. But damn, I, I, I've seen the arguments before, but, you know, I, I didn't pay attention to that shit. Because, like, we, we're very big advocates on the loop things. Like, I've seen, I've seen people complain on the Internet Money channel about uh, using loops, us using loops in tutorials. So, like, I don't use loops on the tutorials, but... Um, I just see people saying like, we want to see how the melody's made. And I'm just like, man, just get over it, dude. Like we have this 10 out of 10 loop right here. It's going to make this beat way better than what it would be. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the loop game for sure. I'm 10. I love it. Honestly. And there are melody tutorials. People that yeah. want that. There are, yeah, there are exactly. straight melody tutorials, but like people could watch that and then figure out how to use a loop. You know yeah. what I mean? They could get that and be like, oh, I never, I never knew how to uh, do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Loops, how to loops manipulate a loop. And yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, it's not just us just cut and dry using a loop. Like, we'll 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 cut. I cut different parts. I put effects. I reverse. I fucking pitch up, pitch down. All this, that, this, that, and the third. And 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 so it's not just me cutting and drying a loop like that, you know. You said you will do like, like you know, like five, ten beats a day type shit. So is that like kind of equal, like making your own melodies and using loops? No, it's mostly loops. Like, I'll probably make like two solos if I'm feeling it. But it's mostly loops. Mostly is it loops mostly just like internet money loops, or do you have the people send loops uh, in your email? When I stream on Twitch, it's my Twitch people, and then when I'm just making beat, it's just internet money shit. Word. Yeah. So like I'm looking right now. If I can look at my folder right now, like the past. Um, let's see. 
what, what was yesterday? I did uh, the past three days. I did one solo beat, and all the rest are uh, are collabs. Everybody wins at that point. Like I, I have no problem collabing. I used to be against it. Like damn, I need to make my own solos. I want to, you know. Yeah. But then I'm just like, fuck it, dude. I'm putting somebody else on. This dude's, you know, whatever. Not a big deal to me. I mean, it's music's low. Not even low. Well, actually, yeah, low key. Because not a lot of people realize. A lot of people, I feel like, thinks the the artist or the vocalist just kind of does everything. But yeah, like, I've, I've heard people. Like, oh, this artist sampled that. No, that artist didn't sample that. The producer sampled. <laughs> <laughs> but music, bro, historically, throw all of music's songs. There's like fucking five, ten people working on some of the biggest songs, bro. Literally, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Like people just gotta get over that shit. That's why I've never. Bro, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna go over it. I'm gonna mean cut you out, bro. I'm sorry. No, you're Fucking good. You're good. <laughs> Kanye, bro. A lot of people want to argue that 30 people like to work on a Kanye song. And I'm like, so what? Makes a hit. <laughs> like, I don't care. The song is amazing. I don't, yeah. bro. It, it was like the whole ghostwriting thing. I'm like, it it doesn't really bother me like that. No, you be way. you be surprised, bro. You know what I mean? You'd be so surprised on these songs. Like, I'm considered a writer on every song on City Morgue that I worked on. I'm considered a writer on it. You know, so like when you see that, when you see written by, you can't. You got to take that with a grain of salt because the producers, the engineer, and and the uh, the fucking uh, and the songwriter are on the songwriting credits. But everybody's getting a songwriting credit if you worked on it. Yeah. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, there's going to be 30 people on there, but that can include the producer, the mixing, the engineer, all that, that, you know? So it's like, nah, if you're, if you're complaining about how many people are on that song, like, you need to see how many, t- it ain't one person making it. It ain't one person ever making, you know? Yeah. There's at least, like, two, three people behind every hit, in my opinion. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I don't know. Well, shit, fucking, yeah, because I see, I just see, in the producer community, that's like the biggest argument right now is loops. Yeah. I see it all it's over toxic, Twitter, dude. bro. Everywhere. I even got into it a little bit and um I was just like, bro, this ain't even worth my fucking time. It's not like, dude. it's not worth anybody's time. Everybody, I think everybody should just move on. <laughs> loops just kinda, move on, man. Make I'm not some even fucking... gonna lie. When like I first heard of you being able to go on the internet and just download a loop that thousands of people download it and use it. I'm just like, I don't know. That, Cause I would always ask producers. It was like the first question. I'm like, is this a loop or did you make it? Cause I was so on that, like, you know, making your own shit. And then I kind of, I'm like, well, damn, some people are just better at doing drums. Some people are just yeah. better at manipulating other people's ideas. I'm just like, it's not. Every time I, I stream I got on off Twitch. It. I got so off it. I'm just like, man, I don't even care if you can manipulate a loop and that's your talent, bro. Fuck it. Like, yeah. Good for you. you. Could probably do that shit better than I do. Every time I'm on Twitch, bro, and I do those, I do reviews. Sometimes I'm like, people send me collab beats, and I don't really like that because I'm just like, what did you do on this? Because like, I don't know what you did on this. So like, I get what you're saying in that yeah. aspect. Like, you never, you can't really tell someone's talent. Like, the drums are just gonna sound the same, in my opinion. You can only do so much on these like generic loops. And but like, I'll, I agree with you on the Looper Man shit. Like, Looper Man lets you see how many people downloaded it. Oh, and so. Seeing that like a thousand something more people use this with me, it's like fuck. What happens if this becomes a song? Yeah, <laughs> you know? and then it's just like, oh, you sample that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like DT literally knew the loop that I used on Looperman, so it's just like yeah, that yeah, that, that, story that loop got me thinking. That loop moved around, got around. 
that loop got around with some people for sure. It was a dance. I think it's still on there. It's like one of the earlier dance hall ones that's on there. And that's all I looked up was dance hall. But yeah, no, I agree with you on that aspect. Like if, if, if I see producers sending the same, because like I'll run into that problem sometimes when I'm when I'm doing on live listening to my buddy's beats. Like I'm like, damn, I use this loop. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, yeah. like shit, dude. So I agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, bro. Like we were just talking about how many people you see in a song. Whatever you got to do to get the best sound and shit. Yeah, That's exactly. Where my 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 mind's at right now. You know what I mean? Music is a collaborative agree. effort. It's an, it's not only a collaborative effort, but you need to fucking enjoy it. And if you enjoy yeah. it, just flipping loops all day, more power to you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what really, I mean? bro. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's it just makes it so much more convenient. I think Southside was the first person to talk about it, the loop shit. Like he's like, Yeah, if we need a we need a quick beat, like I got him ready already. He I was the one just... going on Twitter? going off on twitter the other day i don't know I, this I think... was a long time ago it was the first time i ever saw someone argue about it it may have been, i don't know who it may i think it was like someone like Southside was talking about it it may have been a twitter thing a long time ago and he was just saying like why would i sit and try to make a melody it's gonna take me 30 minutes when i could just pull a loop out and and make a beat in five you know now i gotta hit in five and i can move on to the next one while they're recording you just gotta, you gotta do these studio sessions, bro. You, you understand? You gotta have a time block. You have a time block, so you gotta make yeah. the most of all of it. You know? Yeah, and I mean, going back onto the way I used to, um, you know, the way my, my mental used to be with the the whole loop thing. Even me, like I'm a piano player. I just love like sometimes like I don't feel like making beats or whatever. Sometimes I just love sitting there and just recording piano loops. I'll record like yeah. five, ten piano loops and just have them send them out to other producers, have them for myself. So, I mean, for me, it kind of flipped. So I think, you know what I mean? The the, the commu- producer community is going to kind of, you know, be more accepting of that. In the oh, yeah, they got to move on. <laughs> they got to move, <laughs> move on. They got to move on. They got to move on. It's like how you think the old heads in the 90s felt when they saw, like, FL and shit. Oh, they probably and They're like, it. oh, we had all this equipment, and now you guys just got <laughs> the computer. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? They probably hated that shit, dude. They probably hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shit, bro. Um, I wanted to ask, that was what I was trying to think of. I wanted to ask you, what does, you know, signing to some, to a group like Internet Money, what does that do for you as a producer? Do they help get you more placements? Do they manage you? Like, yeah, a little bit of all that. Like, really, that's when, that's when the real work starts. Like, you know, you work, you do that. Sorry to burst anybody's bone, but um you you work you work as hard as you possibly can. You're trying to get noticed and stuff. You finally get noticed, and then now you're at the bottom again. Now you're at the very bottom again. And so that's when the real work starts, dude. Like they give you opportunities. They give you every opportunity. Well, to make money. You want to make some money. You make some money. You want to get placements. Make get some placements. You want to do that. You want to collab. You want to meet these people. Do that. Like they give you all the opportunities you would ever need. It's just up to you at that point to see if you could take the full advantage of it but you gotta understand that you ain't the only one getting the same opportunity you gotta understand it's not a competition but you're going you're going with all these other people and so like everybody's getting the same equal opportunity there's not just like oh la 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 is you know it's just for him or this that oh this is just for you no you gotta know there's gonna be somebody else sending shit too so that's when the real work starts you just gotta make sure your shit's prestige and and that's the best thing like I've always said a friendly competition with you, with your friends is the best thing you could do because it's pushing your sound to go further and make sure your shit is ten out of ten instead of instead of uh instead of you know you just making some mediocre beat like 
yeah, I could, I can make a beat in 10, 15 minutes, but I'm also trying my, my hardest on that. And it took me five years to realize how to do that. So like, it, it, it just, it just made everything better when I signed to them, but no, like the real work starts. Like I still am like, we're still feeling like I'm at the very bottom right now. You know, like, yeah. like I try, I try to keep that mentality. Cause if I, if I still feel like I'm at the bottom, even if I'm, you know, let, let's th- theoretically I'm at the top or something like that, but I still feel like I'm at the bottom. I'm still going to keep working and I'll, I'll last a lot longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody can get it, but the hard part is keeping it. Exactly. Like, that's, yeah. that's very true. Very true. Very true. Well, shit, bro. We've been talking for damn near an hour and a half. Don't yeah. even feel like I do. That. I promise, bro. I can just keep talking. That I was on the news. Um, yeah, I saw that shit. That's dope. The, That's they dope. had to, they had to cut me off. Like they, it. He said it took him like an hour and something, some change to edit just to cut it because I was talking <laughs> so much. And I was like, my bad, dude. I just, I just have like a really. Uh, bad talking habit i'll just keep talking and talking and talking i don't know when to stop sometimes well shit bro um maybe we'll do like a we'll do another interview definitely sometime in the future yeah for sure you know i, I love I, mean? I love interviews dude it's my favorite yeah thing. i'm trying to i need to get better on because this 39th interview and i've only had like who are the repeat guests monster the push start's been on here twice little darky's been on here twice and wendigo has been on here twice so that's really oh, it fire, i've only fire, had fire. three people come on here twice that's hard um, though so I'm trying to, trying to keep, you know, have more repeat guests and shit like that. I want to yeah, make this talking. more of a, you know what I mean? We're going to do something, you know what I mean, weekly. Have more guests on, more conversations. And you know what I mean? The more we talk, the better the conversation is going to get to. Exactly. So it's I'll like, be, able, be able to tell you more in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, bro. Fucking. But we'll do this again in the future. You have anything else you want to add for everybody watching? No. Nah, Any yo, advice? Just, just keep working, man. Stay humble. If you if you feel like you're near, I was talking to some dude last night. He said he was at the bottom. He said he was just telling me he was just venting to me, and he's saying that uh, he's hit the he's hit rock bottom. And I said okay. I said now now's gonna now's gonna be the time to make the biggest decision of your life. You're at rock bottom. You're at your lowest point, and this is when the the big decisions get started. That like I said, I was at my lowest a few months ago at the beginning of the year 2019. December 12th is when I was at my lowest point, in my opinion, and uh. I just kept working. You just got to keep working, man. Just keep your head up. Keep your head up and know that there's going to be better times coming at the end of it. That's that's all I could say. Well, shit, man. As an optimist, if you're at rock bottom, the only way to go is up. Exactly. You know, well, where are you going to go after that? You can't where go you any further. Go? So, fucking... take, take that failure with a grain of salt. Well, yeah, man. Thank you again. Uh, thank you to everybody watching. This has been Call Classic Interview number 39. You can follow us on Instagram at KBLT Classic Official. Hit us on the website. We got merch. Uh, hopefully, when COVID's over, we're going to be throwing a little free show. Don't know when that's going to happen, but future concert tickets and stuff like that, hit the website at KBLTClassicOfficial.com. Hit us on Twitter at KBLTClassicOFF. And then hit us on TikTok because TikTok's kind of cool and we're on there now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, appreciate you having me, man. And thank you guys for all tuning in. Peace.